Hello, friendo. You know that feeling you get when you're around a good friend? There's nothing like it. It can make a bad day good and a good day great. I wanted to create a podcast that made me feel just like that. Every person has a story. And here in Friendo, we're going to celebrate them. I'm going to introduce you to fascinating people that will make us laugh, make us think, and inspire us. More than anything, this is a place where we can be ourselves. This is Friendo. Carrie Fisher once said, If my life wasn't funny, it would just be true. And that is unacceptable. If you're a mom, you know that like Carrie, the best way to survive is with humor. And my guest today, Brittany Ostafi, brings the laughs every day. She's the creator and personality behind Bostafi, an Instagram and TikTok page where sarcasm reigns supreme. In her day-to-day, Brittany also co-hosts the podcast The Laughing Couple with her husband, Ryan, and together their parents to daughter Riley and son, Cooper. Brittany is a social media influencer, an advocate for the Women in Power movement, and has been incredibly successful on various platforms. And you'll see why when she shares a peek behind the curtain of life as a content creator and answers the burning question, why does Brit celebrate her haters? Then our friendo recommends is for those of us who, maybe all of us, who could use an energy boost. I also share three new purchases that I'm obsessed with. They are truly making my life happier these days. I'm Amanda Muse, and this is Frendo. Welcome to the podcast, Britt. Thanks so much. I love that we actually coordinated and got together because it was hard. It was hard. It is hard right now. Well, I should say. I have been a longtime follower of what you do, um, mostly because I was introduced to you by a mutual friend. And this was a few years ago. And yeah. then I've been following you. And I'm like, this woman is like so multi-talented. And yeah. I mean, let's just, she's huge on TikTok, over 500. And I wrote it down, 564,000, 110,000 on Instagram. And I know those are just numbers, but mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work and consistency and a little je ne sais quoi to get those followers, right? So I'm really excited to talk to you today about what you do online. Now, there might be some people listening who haven't heard of you. And so how dare they? But tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit about what you do online. And then I want to get into like, I mean, you're not just like a mommy influence. You sing, you you paint, I think. You do all this beautiful art. I mean, you paint your face, you do mm. sketch comedy. There's so many different versions of Brit on your yes. page. So tell me a little bit about what you do and kind of how you started this whole thing on social media. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I started like by accident. Um, I was on mat leave at the time with my son and I was super bored. And I just was like finding myself scrolling social media. And there was a lot of like mom fluencers, I would say, when I was on mat leave that I think portrayed a certain style of momming and, and social media, which I find was a little bit more Pinteresty when I first came onto the scene, which is lovely to look at. Um, but as like a mom in the thick of it, I'm like, 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 what is wrong with my life? Like, it just wasn't reading as reality for me, right? So I think I just started to, like, talk to my phone, and which literally sounds ridiculous. But I started sharing my, I would say, everyday realness. And a lot of people were like, yo, 
same. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit more better. And so it just kind of spiraled from there with just humor. Like I always, I love to laugh. Me and my husband are, are big goofs. So I just shared a lot of like funny, maybe relatable motherhood. And then it kind of just went a little fast and, and nuts, but in the best way possible, I would say. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you guys, you guys have a lot of fun. And yes. I know that that's what I really love to see. Obviously, your audience feels the same way. You really do bring so much humor to what you do. Um, and okay, but like, okay, I need to like bring it back to this art thing. So yes. where, where does this talent come from? Have you always been? I know you have a, do you still have a day job? I know you did yes, a few months it's very ago. very part-time. So I, like, I went to school um, for fine arts. So like I have my BA in fine arts um, and then I have a minor in theater. So I kind of just like molded those two together. But yeah, no, I went to school for art. So I feel like it makes sense that I'm artistic. Um, and I always thought I wanted to be a high school teacher. Like I was like, and then I got um, my BA of education and went and started to do high school teaching. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I would say. And my heart just wasn't in it. But yeah, no, my background is definitely in the arts. And I think I've just kind of taken it and applied it to like the face painting. Like I love, I love face painting um, just for Halloween and stuff. But I used to paint, I used to sell my paintings. Actually, when I started Instagram, I used to do like uh, hand lettering, like calligraphy and stuff. And I did a whole bunch of like weddings for like a year. Um, and then uh, that's actually how I started Bostafi. And people are like, how do you like what what is this name? Most people pronounce my username as like Bostofi, like this like like Russian situation. And I kind of prefer that, but it's not as cool. I was thinking like it would be Brittany Ostafi, but like just boss to fee. And I was like a girl boss at the time. I was like, I'm selling my own shit. And then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so it kind of just stuck. And uh, yeah, I think that's my art is just always involved in my life. It's just creativity, I feel like is just in our house all the time, whether that's painting, whether that's doing comedy, whether that's playing with the kids. But yeah, I think it just comes from it comes naturally. My mom's very creative. Oh my gosh, your mom and dad. They're one of my favorite cameos on your page. I'm like, Give they more. are the best. And I keep telling my mom, like, she's got to start her own Instagram. She has so many ideas and she's retired. Like, I'm like, mom, what are like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I mean, she does a lot, but I feel like people, they're just so likable. You know, like, I think that they would, they would do amazing. And if I'm retired, like, I hope I'm half of what my mom is because she's my best friend. Best friend. Well, you can tell that this, art skill set comes through the generations because I mean if you're following Brittany you know like for Christmas I think it was your mom mm -hmm. wraps your kids presents and you have two kids by the way I'm mm -hmm. probably we've already said all of this in the intro but two probably. kids and your mom put this beautiful like what was it one was like a princess thing or no was that she started like wrapping the kids presents and then she would like make sculptures out of them like and then, it, I mean, she, the kids love it, but also like they don't want to open it like <laughs> because they're so cool. Right. And my mom is like sending me 40 million videos a day, like progress video, progress video. I'm like, mom, like you got to chill. How many martinis have you had? This is amazing. But like it's uh, everything goes into these things. Right. So the kids love it. So I'm I love that she loves doing it. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. So bringing it back to this, this part about the art, which I was like, she definitely, you know, mm -hmm. you have this natural talent. You obviously went to school for it. I'm just like, there's gotta be something in there with the acting or the theater. And it all makes sense. It's like it the does. marriage of the two. I love it. It's, um, it's really fun to see 
what people create. Like that's one of the parts as a creator. I love like finding new people. And, yes. and I love when people inject their own thing. Like, like you said, when you were coming onto the scene, there was this version of motherhood that was being mm-hmm. portrayed, which as a mother, once you become one, you're like, hmm, that's a bunch of BS. Like, what nah. are you talking about? Why, why are we setting women up for this thing? Right. You know, like with this nonsense and we're all in it. And so it's lovely to see someone take that humorous angle, um, but then still be able to inject all these other facets of your personality in there. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm, you know, you, the algorithm will show you different people and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Brit for a while. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what's she painted her mm-hmm. face like the Grinch during COVID or something. And like mm-hmm. all of this fun stuff, but it's really neat to see like where you've been able to take it. Um, yeah. And then seeing people come up in the space, you know, how you work with brands, how you integrate all of that in. Like, it's really, I'm just, you know, good for you is basically what I'm trying to say. Like, it's awesome to see you be successful at what you do. It's pretty amazing. Um, I feel like I need you to be my like morning mantra. Like, I'm just going to listen to you say all of the things that I did well. And I'll be like, amazing. This my day is going to be great. Thank you, Amanda. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Um, So I discuss a lot of things that, you know, talk about self-care, how we manage ourselves, especially as I get into, you know, this, you know, motherhood element where my kids don't need me as much. You know, I remember being in the throes of breastfeeding and I, you know, I know you've talked about that with your son and Mm -hmm. it's like, oh man, it feels like that was just yesterday, but then wow, time passes. And now I have, you know, a seven, nearly eight-year-old and a 10-year-old and motherhood looks so very different. Um, And so what is, you know, what does that look like for you? Because I feel like because you're in this earlier phase of motherhood, I mean, your little guy's not that little. Like, how old is he now? He starts school in September. Oh, like, what? He's three. Like, he he turns four this year, which is bananas. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Coop is still little. He's little to me. Still little baby. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, when you get time for yourself, what does that look like? How do you make time to, you know, fill up you know, your cup so that you can mm-hmm. continue to give to your community? Um, for me, like Brian and I, my husband and I have a kind of like a, an understanding, I would say we, we, we work together as well. Like we run our own podcast and social media and stuff. So like we see a lot of each other. We both work from home. So it's like super fun. Love them. But we're also like, we need our own space. So he is very, um, understanding and not even understanding like he is an advocate for my own space whether that's like if I'm like hey I need a night where I'm just going and reading like I love to read so I'm like I'll go read for a bit have a glass of wine alone or it's like I need to socialize with um, like two of my friends like I have we live in an incredible community so I would go and hang out with my girlfriend and have a tea or whatever it is but those those balancing things between like doing all of the work, doing all the Instagram, doing all the momming, like I need to have that space over here so that I don't feel like I'm constantly giving from my cup when it's not full. And honestly, like most of the time I I don't, I feel like there is never a good balance. I don't know what it is about moms, but like we seem to just keep going and going until there's like a centimeter of water. And we're like, why why am I burning out? I don't, what's why, you know? And we're like, oh shit. Yeah, like I haven't taken any time for myself, but we do have that like, check-in. I'll be like, listen, right. Like I'm not having a good week. I need to like do something. He'll be like, no problem. Wednesday, we don't have anything. Like go take an hour or two and vice versa. I'm like, you, you have snapped a lot of times today. Like, I think you need some space, but it's just, it's 
communication between us that we know that how important that like self-care is um, in the relationship. Time is so important, you know, like whatever phase of motherhood you're in, I know that I've love to hear how other mothers make that time for themselves and what it looks like. Because when you have a three week old, your time is like mm-hmm. 10 minutes in the shower, you know, know. or you when they finally it. fall, you take it. Yeah. And like today, today, you know, I've got two kids home, even though school's back. I was like, okay, I have a decision to make. I can shower and shampoo my hair or, or. I could do my makeup. You know, I yeah. was like, it's going to be a shampoo here. Now, can't be both. I was like, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that and that part too about sharing with your partner. Um, you and Ryan have been together for quite some time. Long time, long time, long time. Like you knew each other as kids, didn't you? Yeah, we lived we lived across the street from one another. So yeah, we've been together for like oh, I want to say thirteen. Like officially, it's been like eleven years since we've been dating, but we've been like on and off for like over thirteen years. So. Yeah, we really know each other. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say. I feel like that length of time to there becomes this real version of a relationship where not to say it's not real at the beginning, but it's so mm-hmm. different as the years go on. Totally. But yeah, like this week, I think it was, you know, I, I was feeling so down and I couldn't even see it in myself that, yeah, Amanda, you were burning out. And mm-hmm. my husband, Dean, was like, why don't you just go watch TV? Which seems so simple for some people, but I struggle with that not doing. Like, Oh my God, like, yeah. Right. It's like being raised in this hustle culture. I don't know how to not do. And I really yeah. fight it. And he's like, please just remove yourself from your office and go watch whatever you're watching and stop talking so to true. everyone. <laughs> you know, like I know it is true. Like, and, mm. We have those moments of like, um, like I think a few times Ryan had taken the kids to his parents place because I had to do something for a brand on the weekend and I needed like full time and I got all my stuff done. And then I was like, just twiddling on my thumbs. And I was like, okay, I should probably relax, take a shower, watch a show. But I was like, oh, or, or I could clean the floor or, you know what I mean? It's almost this, like, if I don't get X, Y, and Z done, I'm, I feel like my worth isn't like, I need to prove myself that I, that I accomplished all of this stuff in one day where it's like, come on, like that can wait. But I totally feel you. I I have a hard time being idle. I'm just like, I don't know what to do here. I feel, I feel like I'm not, if I'm not productive, I'm not Mm -hmm. worthy. So dumb. It's like first step, acknowledge it and then like try to work through it because that's where I'm at. I'm like, imagine you can rest. You can like try to chill out. It's hard. It's hard. It is hard. Um, Okay. Switching gears a little bit back to the whole social media thing. One thing that took me by surprise when I first was, you know, starting to watch your content is that you obviously, because you had this great growth and you're, you know, you're reaching a large audience, Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to want to be there for some reason. I don't understand the concept of a troll. (laughs) Like no one is forcing you to watch this woman's content, but they exist. And having started on YouTube many moons ago, I just don't address them. I just, man, like Mm -hmm. they don't exist. I block, I delete. However, Brit has taken a different approach and it is very like, I'm like, where does she get the gumption to do this? So you don't just ignore them. You almost celebrate them in a, in a mm-hmm. fun way and you kind of clap back and you do this mm-hmm. content to come back. Tell me about this. How did this start? How do you manage that? Because I feel like my I would be too sensitive Yes. Uh, you know what? Like when I first started, I was sensitive. I would be like, Ryan, like this person just wrote and it would like break me and he would listen and he would offer me advice. And 
and talk me off the ledge or whatever. And then it just started becoming super consistent because like you will offend everyone anytime with anything. Um, So I think for me as a defense mechanism, um, I kind of turned it into like, I'm not going to allow this person to make me feel bad. Like I'll, I'll laugh at it. I will almost create them as this actual like visible troll so that I can laugh at them and like make them not mean anything. So I started this thing called Trolling Tuesdays where I would take um, I would just bank all of these like troll messages. I would just keep them in my notes and then I would create these little skits out of them as if they were real people. So I would like pretend I was this character and just mold them together. And that kind of like propelled me because no one was really doing that. Um, and it and it honestly was like therapeutic for me because it helped me kind of take the power back, if that makes sense. Um and then like that was a lot. And at the same time, though, I think that I also will clap back and blast them on my social media every once in a while, because for me, I totally understand um, the idea of like block ignore, which I probably do 90% of the time. Like I don't have the energy to respond to this crap, right? It takes from me. However, I think sometimes it's important to show other people online. And I never, ever show the usernames because my intent is never to perpetuate any of this hate. But I want people to know that like, it's it's not okay, like for people to talk to a stranger this way. And I don't think everyone realizes how much um, social people on social media, how much crap they get from strangers. Like, I think you can think, oh, yeah, they probably get some trolls here and there. But the amount of stuff that has been said to me from like a complete stranger is like mind blowing. So sometimes I will respond usually with a very passive aggressive. um, I don't even know, kill them with kindness, but also don't try me type message. And then I will uh, just put on my stories and be like, not okay. Just a reminder, a simple reminder that there is a person on the other side of this screen. So like, if you're gonna, if you think about doing it, just don't, just don't. It's not cool. So that's it is. I, I love it. I was like, this woman, She's just got a pair of ovaries on her to like to handle this, you know, because I, I'm telling you, like, I remember when you said it broke you at the start. I remember, I still remember the video where it was like, I had my first troll comment and I was like, oh, I have to quit. Like, I can't do this. I'm, a, no, I'm not a good person. It's like you believed what they said. And looking back at that vulnerable woman, I was like, why did I believe that? You know, mm-hmm. and now you see it for what it is. You see so many more people addressing it. People like you that, yeah, like bring it to the forefront. You have this large audience. Why not help educate people? Like Mm -hmm. this isn't cool, man. Like you wouldn't say this to my face. Okay. So you did mention earlier that you do work with your husband and referring to the laughing couple podcast, which excuse me is like the number one podcast in parenting family. It's amazing. Congratulations. And listen, it comes as no surprise. The two of you have wonderful chemistry, obviously in real life to make it happen, but for sure it it shows on the podcast. I've Mm -hmm. had been fortunate enough to be a guest. You guys have really great questions and how you handle the show and fun little things you throw in there. So tell me about the, um, the laughing couple podcast. What, what do you chat about there? Honestly, anything and everything that has to do with parenting, with relationships, sex, financing, or maybe maybe just our day. Like, it's just very real and raw. We try to make it funny. If it's not funny, we try to get a guest in to get them education that we couldn't provide. Um, but it's very much just like a fireside chat. We want it to be a fireside chat with friends. It's an easy listen. We know that a lot of our um, audience is parents, so we don't usually run our episodes longer than 
30, 35 minutes because really who has longer than that as a parent? Um, but no, it, it's been, it's it's awesome for Ryan and I. We connect a lot on the podcast as well. Like we learn so much about our own relationship. Like when we bring in guests or friends, we always find ourselves um, talking about it afterwards or whatever. So it always sparks conversations within our own relationship off camera. Um, so yeah, it's it's been an insane uphill amazingness. Uh, you know, podcasting is so much work, as you know. And uh, people, I think, are starting to understand that. And a lot of people, I think, are listening more to podcasts now, right? Like, what are we doing in this world? We're all like, it's a lockdown. That's not a lockdown. What like, <laughs> all we're doing is listening to podcasts and making sure that we're <laughs> keeping our mental stability in check. So yeah, it's it's awesome. We love doing it. We love each other. So it's still the laughing couple. It's not the laughing divorced couple yet. So it's going well. <laughs> I was going to say, listen, I I work with my husband as well at times. And I'm like, how have we been together this long? Because we cannot work well. We do not. Yeah. I don't know. Are we both like fire signs? We're not. But it's like there's something happening there that it's so tricky. We were both very bossy, I think. And I'm yeah. especially bossy. So it doesn't work out well. Like, do you guys, is it always smooth sailing? Have no. you figured this out? A good Absolutely balance not. of work? <laughs> We are like, I am very much controlly in, in my own space, but so is Ryan. And so we're, we're oftentimes, I'm like, okay, this is how I see this episode running. And he'll be like, cool. I see it this way. And I'm like, hmm. So like, are you saying that my way isn't there? Like, anyway, we, we definitely have those moments. We have just very, we've learned effective communication, right? We know that like if Ryan, I have understanding that if Ryan is suggesting something, he's not making my suggestions wrong. He's just adding to it. But it is a lot. And we have to separate our like work life in um, separating our work life from our marriage. And it's hard to do because we'll be talking and then all of a sudden we'll be talking about the podcast and we're like, no, shit, like that's our life, but that's also our job over here. So we've had to just keep each other in check if we have date night or whatever. We keep it like completely not work related um, because it's a lot to spend this much time with your partner. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy. And, and people always say that, oh, you guys have so much fun. We do, but we're also like, there are weeks where I'm like, I don't, this isn't, you're annoying. <laughs> and you'll do the same thing, but it's healthy. That's a healthy relationship, right? Like if you don't oh, find man. your partner annoying. I just feel like you don't spend enough time with them. Like well, your children. It, mm, indeed. Well, and especially when you're recording a podcast, because you have to hit the record button. And yeah. there's been so many times where like, we're silent for like two minutes. And then I'm like, uh-huh. I really don't want to talk to you right now, but we will make this happen. And, and then you have a little you know, a little back and forth and then you get into your groove, right? Because you can, I know. can make it happen. But I mean, it's so fun for the listener to hear that kind of banter between a couple. I love that. Like, I love those types of podcasts. And like you said, you know, you guys learn a little bit while you're talking, how it kind of filters into your life. Because how mm-hmm. often do two people, especially parents of young children, get to just sit and talk to each other and then like actively listen because you have to listen to each other in a podcast, right? That's as we wrap up today's conversation, you know, you do manage, so you have your podcast, you have your own personal Instagram, you have your TikTok, you have the Instagram for your podcast. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there. You know, do you have any hard and fast rules that you would say, do this, don't do that? Like, do you stick to certain structure for yourself? Yeah, I think a schedule and structure is key to not feeling burnt out. Um, Like we have specific days where when we're podcasting, we'll say we're available. These are your two dates if we have guests or whatever. Um, And we stick to those. Obviously, being in the space, if there's a certain guest who you really want on, you will 
kind of make sure you make room for that. But scheduling is key. In saying that, I also feel like deviating from your schedule or kind of really listening to your inner whatever, if you're not feeling it that day, like there are times where I'm like, oh, I have to schedule. I have to film this content or we have to do whatever. But I'm just feeling off. Like I have an off day. I will not. I have learned, I should say. I've learned not to push myself all the time through that because my content will reflect that. Like my creativity is like not there. Um, Even if I'm just on stories, like I've had people be like, are you okay? Like they like, it's so crazy. They notice that you're off. And I just don't think that that serves you like as a creator to always push through that, like, you know what? I need to be on. I always have to be on, especially as somebody who I think people are like, oh, she's funny. I like, I don't want to always be funny. And if I don't feel like I need to be funny, then I just need to chill. Um, so I just think listening to yourself and being like, today's it's not it today. Like, I don't feel it in me. Like you can, it's okay to succumb to that um, and do it on a different day. However, I feel like I'm like, do this, but don't do that. Do this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Every once in a while, Ryan and I, we've noticed that we'll push each other through that. Say one person's feeling off. The other person is like, you know what? I get it. I'll take rain. I'll take the reins here. And then we get through that. We get over that hump. But it's, again, about balance. You just got to make sure that you're listening to yourself and not burning yourself out. Or maybe when you're not in the mood, don't don't push too hard because it, it, it will snowball, you know? Absolutely. I, I love what you said, though, about sometimes you do have to push through it. Um, mm-hmm. I was just having a conversation actually on last week's episode with a friend of mine who's also a creator. And we were talking about how when you do take a step away and you're like, I'm going to take a break for whatever X amount of days, it becomes very delicious in that time mm-hmm. off. Oh. And it's lovely to like have your phone be away. And you might just be scrolling as just, you know, scrolling, but not creating, yeah. not engaging. And there's something quite magical about that. But when it is your calling and you are having fun while you're doing it, it's like you need someone to remind you, like, it's fine. Go back, mm-hmm. open that door again, get back to it, push through a little bit. Because once you get back into your routine, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is magic and it fits me perfectly. Um, I but I think, you know, you're, it is a little bit like that. Though. Like you're saying, do this, but don't do that. Because, yeah, some days it's not going to work. And I mean, yeah. just, just recently, um, you know, you had showed up in your stories and you were a little bit like lower energy. I can't remember exactly what you were talking about, but... It was probably just the stress of what we've been all going through as parents in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And it it is nice to see that version of mm-hmm. a creator who is experiencing a ton of success and is kind of doing all the right things. And it's like, oh yeah, they, that person still has a down day. That person right. is still a normal person functioning mm-hmm. in the world. And it's nice yeah. to see that reminder. So... On that note, thank you for all that you do, uh, keeping us laughing, keeping us entertained. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. It's been so fun. I feel like it's so crazy that we've never like met. Like I, I just I feel that we're, I, I know you. It's so weird, but I'm probably because I watch you and like I've been following you for a while, but you're just a very personable person. Thank you. Super fun. I know. I messaged you before, just before the world shut down. I was like, let's grab coffee. I know. And then Mother Nature was like, (laughs) Absolutely not. So once so we can do that again, we'll make it happen because yes. we know yes. so many of the same people. So why isn't this happening? Anyway, we'll make it happen in the new year. Okay. Well, thanks, Britt. Thanks so much. Talk to you later.
Welcome to this week's Friendo Recommends. And today's recommendation comes from a very special man. You know him well, my dad. My dad's name is John, and he is celebrating his birthday tomorrow, January 28th. He's turning 63, just a youngin. And uh, as you know, my dad and I, we discuss pretty much everything under the sun. He's like one of my favorite people. But one of the things we definitely take seriously is our discussion around health and wellness. And as of late, he is my, you know, accountability buddy, which I haven't sent him a text in a couple of days about my fitness, which leads me to think I need to do something today about that. But that's not what we're talking about. I was sharing in a video recently that I was feeling a little bit run down, a little bit tired, that my energy was was rather low. And I know that typically this is related to my mental health, but there is an aspect to how I care for myself when it comes to nutrition where I can get a little bit lazy. In my home, my husband is the one who does all of the cooking. And at times I just like I just want to magically show up in the kitchen and there be something for me to eat. And when there isn't, I'm a little lazy. I'm like pop an English muffin into the toaster, grab a granola bar. You know, like I, you know, I could grab an apple, but I don't always. I could make a smoothie. I have all the ingredients for them, but I don't always think about that. Anyhow, he was telling me about spirulina. I might not even be saying that properly. Spirulina? Spirulina. Anyhow, so it's this powder that is a blue-green algae powder. And he was like, this is great when you're feeling a little low and you need an energy boost. So I did a quick Google and I decided that this would be a great recommendation because I think a lot of us perhaps this time of year are feeling a bit run down, are feeling a bit low and could use a little boost, you know? So Upon my research, I discovered that spirulina is a potent source of nutrients. It contains powerful plant-based protein. Uh, There's a name to it. You think I can pronounce it? Mm -mm. But it does say that research shows that this may have antioxidant, pain relief, anti-inflammatory, and brain protective properties. So already we are off to a good start with this supplement. Uh, It does say that, you know, many antioxidants in spirulina have anti-inflammatory effects in the body, which means, you know, decreases swelling. And I'm no I'm no scientist, but it's safe to say that when there is swelling and that type of stuff happening in the body, a lot of bad stuff can happen. You have a lot of pain and discomfort and just we want things to not be inflamed. You feel me? And so with this supplement, it is claimed to help reduce fatigue, boost energy, lower cholesterol and triglyceride levels. It can stimulate the immune system, fight viral infections and aid in weight loss. So Call me, you know, easily swayed, but I'm going to find myself some of this powder and give it a try. And I'm thinking that I would probably pop it into a smoothie. That would likely be the quickest way for me to give it a go and um, will help me just, you know, I feel like I take good care of myself. I eat well, but I could use this additional emphasis on my nutrition and just take it to that next level. So there we go. That's this week's Friendo recommendation. A big thank you to my dad for sending that in. And of course, happy birthday. (laughs) Now, in the last couple of weeks, I have made some purchases. I'm definitely one of those people who 
you know, I ain't afraid to treat myself. You'll never be like, oh, Amanda, I wish you would buy something for yourself. Never. Don't worry. I got that covered. I am not a martyr. I like to be treated well. And I do a very good job of that, you know? So I did buy a couple of things and I thought I would share three items that I've been loving and truly are making my days enjoyable. And I look forward to it. And I'm just like all around excited. The first one is my brand spanking new Keurig coffee machine. Oh my God. So I was sent this as a gift and this happens, right? From time to time, creators are sent gifts and um, I typically don't accept a lot of gifts because honestly, it's just like a lot of packaging in my house and it's a lot to manage. But this sparked my interest because I love coffee and I haven't had a pod machine in a very long time. I've tried an espresso one and I really enjoyed it. However, I found it was just challenging to get a hold of the pods, to be honest. This may have changed because this was a few years ago. Anyhow, um, a Keurig machine. And I like them. I like pod coffees, but then I also really like a carafe of coffee. You know, I like to set my coffee machine at night and wake up to like a full carafe of ridiculously hot, delicious coffee. And oh my gosh, it's like Keurig has the perfect plan. So this particular machine has the pod feature where, you know, you pop in your pod and then brews a single cup of coffee. It also has where you can like pop in your, you know, loose coffee grains and make a full carafe. It's amazing. So I've been using this now for about a week and a half. And I truly do think that it makes really good coffee. And like, I feel like I, I've got a finger on the pulse of good coffee. Okay. Just classic, freshly brewed, really delicious coffee. Listen, there's a science to how much coffee I place into my, you know, the little thingy. I can't think of the words. But basically for a 12 cup carafe, I use 10 scoops of coffee and it is delicious. Anyway, so I've been using my Curie coffee machine in conjunction with McDonald's coffee. I really like McCafe ground coffee. And what's great is that... Um, the pods come, there's like McCafe pods. And listen, you would think that this is sponsored, but it's not. I just really love this coffee. So in the afternoon, I have my single cup pod. Um, in the morning, I make the full carafe. And then after dinner, I've been having a decaf coffee using the pods. Really great. And I like that you can take apart the pods, recycle the plastic elements of it, and then, you know, you toss the rest. I kind of rinse out the coffee beans. Anyway, I just had to share because I know that you know that I love coffee and you love coffee. We probably all love coffee. And I should say, for those of us that are a little bit more environmental conscious, that are not keen on the pods, I know that one of the things that's great about Keurig is that they come with those recyclable pods. So I have one where you just add your own coffee to it, pop it into the pod holder, and that's going to be my plan once I run out of the pods. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I love coffee. So moving on. Number two item for the week that I've been loving. This takes a little departure from coffee because it has nothing to do with ingesting anything. However, it is a skincare product. I was scrolling the internet the other day and I discovered that uh, on Amazon, you can buy The Ordinary products. The Ordinary is a skincare brand that, in my opinion, is very efficient, has great products, a large array of products, but is also affordable. Now, affordable for me might be different than what's affordable for you, but you're looking at like 10 to $25, I think, is what I spent per item. In my opinion, that's really great. Something along the lines of what I would buy at a local pharmacy, you know? So 
I was doing some research and I have quite a bit of skincare at home in the sense of like, I have a sunscreen that I like. I have an overnight, um, you know, lotion that I like. And, but there was this one product that caught my eye and it is called the peeling solution from the ordinary. It is red liquid and it's an AHA, BHA combination that is basically an, a, you know, an at home peeling product. So, Not an exfoliant in the sense of like grainy, but an acidic solution you apply to your skin. And so you put this on, dry skin, no other skincare. You leave it on for max 10 minutes. You rinse off with warm water and it it tingles. Okay, so I've tried it um, a few times now and I put it on the first time. I let it sit for five minutes because I was like, I have a little bit of sensitive skin. I don't want to go the full 10 minutes without having tested this out first. So I applied it for five minutes rinsed it off. Then I proceeded with my usual skincare. I applied um, like a really moisture rich serum and then my moisturizer on top of that. I didn't go heavy with any retinol or anything like that because I didn't want to, you know, if I was going to have a reaction to this skincare, I didn't, I wanted to know what was causing the reaction. So anyway, my skin when I woke up the next day, oh my goodness, is like baby soft, so delicate, so lush. I shouldn't say delicate. It wasn't sensitive or anything like that, but it was luxurious. So I am thrilled about this product. It's unbelievable. So many people rave about it. So check it out. The Ordinary Peeling Solution, the red liquid. Go. It's amazing. And last but not least is a tech item. And I use the damn thing every single day. So I may as well talk about it. I have an iPhone and I have the 13 Pro Max. And I'm obsessed. Okay. It is such a good phone. Android. Yes, you actually make better phones. We all know it. Okay. The photos are better, low light, better photos, all of it. However, the trouble with Android phones is that if you are a content creator like me, where you're uploading to to Instagram and you're uploading to TikTok and even YouTube shorts and this and that, There is something that goes on behind the scenes with the coding that these platforms don't love Android coding. So just as amazing as an Android phone is, when you try to take the thing that you've made on that phone and upload it, it's like the platform can't handle the quality. And so it lowers the quality of your of your finished product of your video. And you'll see that in that like the syncing of the sound to the audio can be off. The quality of the video can be off. And I know this because in 2021, I actually switched to a Samsung phone because they have incredible video quality and phone quality. However, when I tried to use it on these platforms, it was awful. And so I immediately went back to an iPhone. Long story short, the Apple phone is just, I mean, I used a ton of Apple products, so it's pretty amazing. But the best part is the cinematic video. If you watch my vlogs on a weekly basis, you may or may not notice because it's that good quality. I actually switch between my phone and my Sony camera because the Apple phone on the new 13 Pro Max and actually on the 13, if I'm not mistaken, has cinematic selfie video. Pardon? Like, I don't know if you know what that means, but essentially... And to really break it down, because I know that I'm a bit of a tech nerdy person, what that means is it blurs the background. So you or the 
item that you're videoing, your children, your dog, your plants, whatever, will be in focus. And then the background is super blurry and it makes it look really pro. And that is something that is important as a creator, as a person making beautiful content on the internet, if that's you, if you're taking photos of your items for business. And the thing that I love about it is that as technology gets better and better and cameras get more impressive, it allows creators, business owners like it, it keeps our jobs simple because you don't necessarily need to have all of these epic products out there, like 12 different cameras with all the different lenses. Like, yes, those are amazing and there's a time and place for it. But if you're just creating on the fly, it's like you don't need that stuff anymore. And I use my iPhone like so much for most of my, you know, pieces of content that I make. I hardly use my big camera anymore. I mean, who knew, right? Who knew? Those are my favorites for the week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Brittany. She has experienced such incredible success on her platforms, and it's really fun to see what she gets up to. And you just never know what you're going to get with her. And Ryan, oh my God, what a duo. And of course, if you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to go back and listen. I had the incredible Joanna Fowler from Nesting Story and now the water cooler. And her and I sat down to chat. She's like my work wife. And we just had a wonderful conversation about change and pivot and how she's handled this new transition. So thank you for being here. Be sure to subscribe. I will be out with a brand new episode next week featuring the incredible Danielle Schaefer of City Girl Gone Mom. I mean, there's another incredible creator online, like 4 million, nearly 4 million followers on TikTok. Pardon? Just wild. Well, thank you for being here and I'll catch you guys next week with a brand new episode. Friendo is produced by Amanda Muse with producer Dila Velasquez. Audio editing by Ali Ashbacker and Amanda Muse. Production and sound design by Rob Johnson. Can I ask a little favor? Can you share this podcast with a friend? It's the best way to help get Friendo into new ears. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find me on Instagram daily at Amanda Muse, YouTube for weekly videos at Amanda Muse, and TikTok for some laughs at Muse Amanda. Thank you for listening and join me next week.